It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouths found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no. holes barred. Hello, hello. Hello, darling. <laughs> I've missed your face. It's been two it's been fucking two weeks. Whole weeks. I do honestly feel such a um, bereavement when you are not in my life for two weeks. It's too long. I mean, obviously, I we've been chatting on WhatsApp, but it's not the same. It's not the same as physically seeing you. This is this to me feels like the plaster over the wound of how far we live away from each <laughs> it's other. So true. And you know, today because I just mysteriously cannot find my laptop, so I'm recording on my big computer. Your face. Is on like my 42 inch screen. Oh, so. hello. <laughs> so you can see the spot on my face in, you know in it's HD. Actually, because my, my um, image is that big and you're the rest of the screen. It is really surreally like I'm sat in front of you. It's very I weird. If I can do that. Have you got a big screen though? Yeah, you can. If you click on like view, you can change it. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't know that. Vic, this is mental. Yeah, this is much better. Do you know as well? It distracts you from looking at yourself. Yeah, well, I I, I permanently look at myself thinking, oh my god. Yeah, who's that honey? <laughs> I've ever uh, seen you in such close proximity before. There's something I want to talk to you about, actually. I'm going to go roll right into it because I have become obsessed with the Johnny Depp Amber Heard oh, case. yes. Have you? Well, yeah, God, I've been dabbling. I've been dabbling because it's just bizarre, isn't it? Like, it just him as a human being as well, he's so odd. I used to really fancy him. And it's not yeah, that I've necessarily gone, gone off him because <laughs> of the gone. Amber Heard thing. Yeah. It's just... Brad Pitt, there's still a flame there for Brad Pitt for me. And he's he's got to be clocking nearly 60. I used to love him so much, actually. He was like one of my top faves, old Johnny Depp, when he was younger. And mine as well. Like, literally, probably, I think when he got with Amber Heard, I think that's kind of when everything went dramatically downhill <laughs> with his looks. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I, I mean, don't want to. Oh, should we really be commenting on anyone's looks, Laura? No, we shouldn't. How vain and shallow of her. But he didn't, he's not. <laughs> I fit wouldn't anymore. fuck him. <laughs> um, <sighs> but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that I, I'm either on one side or the other because regardless of who did what, regardless of her taking a shit in his bed. <laughs> And wasn't I, I can't even work out who did what because wasn't the accusation that he was the one that shit in the bed? Yeah, but I think it was but her. It was her. Yeah. Do, do you reckon um, Rob could take me to court for leaving that little raisin of poo on the end of his penis when we did bomb sex? Mate, if you're not careful, in a couple of years' time, you might find yourself there and you'll be in the daily sport. <laughs> well, I wonder what the headline would be. Man sues wife for leaving raisin turd on Bellend. That'll be it. That'll be it. In fact, that could actually be one of your headlines that you. Have you not ever thought about becoming a columnist could, for uh, the Daily Sport? I could reel that. I could reel them off. So you could, easy. You could easy, smack easy. that one out That's of the talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to question the journalists of the Daily Sport. Yeah, it's true. I wouldn't really say journalism really. Is, no, but they do uh, have very catchy headlines. They true. do draw us in. Um, how's your half term or Easter holidays? Because you still had another week after me, didn't you? Yeah. So our kids went back today. Yeah. So is that nice? So I, well, I had the absolute delight of one of them saying, I hate school. I don't even like any of my friends. I don't want to go. I want to stay at home with you. Oh, God. I, I had like, a morning well, like that. You're going. Yeah. Well, I don't give a shit. You're <laughs> going to school. Goodbye. It's so hard, though. I find like those emotional drop offs or whatever, they're so bloody draining, aren't they? Yeah, he wasn't too bad when he got to school. It was Toby's, Toby didn't want to go in. Elliot yeah. didn't want to go in either. But Elliot's got sats coming up, and that's quite stressful. Yeah, fucking um, sats are so pointless. They are really this pointless. Bloody testing of children. It's like just leave them alone. Yeah, and I've also said to Elliot, you know, I said it actually represents nothing about you. Mm. I said it's everything about the school. So don't allow their pressures to become your pressures, basically. Yeah, and I my school is like um, so obsessed with fucking attendance. 
Like yeah. you, get, oh, you get an award for a, having good attention. Who gives a shit? What relevance does that bear on your bloody education? I will still be going on holiday in the <laughs> yeah. in the fucking school term, whether they're going to get an award or not. I don't give a but shit. But to me, it's so irrelevant. It's like you can't you can't base an award on something that people have no control over. What yeah. if, like, I don't know, they get really sick? They have yeah. like an ongoing illness. They have a family member who's sick. I don't know. There's there's so many things that could happen that would prevent yeah. a child from going to school that is a completely it's out of their control. It's like yeah, ugh, just stop it. Our friends they have a child who has from birth got an ongoing health condition, and that makes her very vulnerable, especially to any kind of illness. And she has like made this same point of like, why the fuck? Is it that the kids that are fit and able are being yeah. rewarded, and my kid who is ill can't yeah. fucking help being ill? Yeah, is like, oh yeah, well, you didn't come to school for you know five fucking days of the year, so you don't get an award. Oh, Fuck no. off! Oh god, Fuck I hate off. it. I think basically the bottom line is we just need to rewrite the entire education system, Laura. Well, that's a given. <laughs> don't even get me <laughs> masturbation <started>. classes for all. <laughs> <laughs> not, I don't think in year R. I don't believe. No, that's maybe not. That's not that's questionable. Yeah, that yeah, is. That we is. might need to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I do love your blouse today. It's oh, very pretty. Very, you. very pretty. It's my floral number. Um, Sainsbury's, of course. Very nice. I'm going to go to Sainsbury's just based on the fact you bought that because I think I might find some nice stuff. Oh for me. lord, you are in for a treat. I can't believe you don't shop though because you do that. You like a bit of George, don't you? So do I. Love a bit well, of George. Sainsbury's for us is about 40 minutes away. Oh, okay. See, I've got one dangerously close. That's why I always have Sainsbury's. Oh, God, close. I'd love to have a close, close one. I oh, know it's bad because every time I go in there, I spend so much money. I tell you what happened to me on Saturday. This is so annoying. I mean, this is such a boring story. So strap yourself in. Go on. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> I went to Tesco and um, treat, new treat, new little treat, go to Tesco. So obviously yeah. I do normally shop at Aldi. But I, um, oh my God, this is so boring. I'm boring myself. I haven't even started telling it. So Tesco started doing Aldi price match, right? On loads of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Um, so you can actually, you can do an all right shop there, you know? Because like, What, Tesco? Yeah, across really? the board, loads of vegetables, Loads of dairy stuff like cheese, yogurts, whatever. It's all price matched to Aldi. So you can oh. actually do a really reasonable oh. shop and then plus get all the nice little bits that you can't get in Aldi because it's quite limited. Well, you know, you say that's boring. It yeah. might not be because there could be a savvy shopper out there that goes, well, Victoria Eames has encouraged me to go to Tesco. Although, you know, then we're just paying the big conglomerates. wankers. And they also, they do so many good club cards prices. So some of it will be like £3.50, but the club card price is £1.50. What the fuck? I know. It's so good. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. This is the dullest conversation that we've ever had. But anyway, what yeah, happened moving was on swiftly. I got to the checkout and um, put them. I mean, I say that it's really good. You can spend, you can save some money. I spent 300 pounds. What the fuck? What did you buy? I bought loads of booze because I'm in a bad place. I didn't drink it. <laughs> I haven't drunk any of it, but I just bought it. If you've it. drunk 300 pounds worth of booze, no. then I am worried. But what did I get? I bought like a bottle of gin, a bottle of, two bottles of gin, because one was like a nice liqueur one, um, yeah. and a bottle of tequila, because we do like a little margarita mm-hmm. of a weekend. Um, just mm. one, because that is like having a punch to the face, that drink. It is, uh, yeah. <laughs> so strong. Yeah. Um, and then what else did I buy? I bought my, I bought like my mum flowers and I got, you oh, know, lovely. Bought some like little bits and bobs to take around for a lunch. So I was buying extra stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still 300 pounds. I was like, definitely can't use contactless for this. But, no, I know. That's what happened. I never, I do not take a credit card. I do not. When I leave the house, I only leave with my phone and my keys and oh, lift bar. Three essentials for me, right? So I get all the way, put everything through the till, had this massive trolley for the thing. And then she was like, oh, yeah, that's 300 pounds. Obviously, I actually did a bit sick in my mouth and nearly died. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Fucking went over the limit on the bloody phone, which has never happened before because I don't think I've ever spent 300 pounds on a supermarket shop. So then I was like, well, what can I do? And she went, well, you can't have it because that would be stealing. I was like, uh, right. So I had to go and get back in my car and drive 15 minutes home. Oh my God. Pick up my fucking credit card, drive all the way back and pay for it. It was an absolute ball ache. 
Vic, I would have been absolutely raging. I was, but I was raging, but I was also very sad. So I was intermittently crying and being really angry. So that was a good look. Well, I would be very, I would be, I would be crying as well if the fucking phone didn't work. And if you spent 300 pounds. There's a lot to be very sad about there. I was like, literally, that's like, this shop needs to last us. Three weeks, because that is three weeks worth of shopping in LD, basically, isn't it? I know, but right. isn't it lovely when you buy lots of treats? I love to buy lots of treats. It makes me very happy. I know. I did buy lots of treats. I bought like loads of nice chocolate and just, I bought nice food and, you know, going through yeah. a hard time at the moment. I need to just nurture and nourish myself. You do. So sometimes I just make very irrational decisions. And that was one of those times. Have you met me? Yeah. <laughs> no. We have tortoises and a dog. <laughs> That's been my irrational decision. <laughs> Fucking oh. hell. But did they cost you 300 pounds? Well, they probably do actually on more. an annual basis. Yes. More. Yeah. They more. cost me more than that. They got between the two of them, they uh, between the two things that cost a grand. What are the running costs of a tortoise? Oh, zero. Oh, okay. Ooh, zero. Iceberg lettuce, that's 50p. How long does that last? Oh, no, no, no. Dandelions. They eat dandelions. That's all they eat, really. Yeah. You can't give them too much iceberg, otherwise it gives them the shits. Did you have to buy those dandelions? No, mate, go pick them. Okay, but dandelions well, are who, who buys dandelions? Well, no, that's what I was going to say. Where is this weird tortoise supply of dandelions that people need? Because obviously, the hedgerow, got- darling. <laughs> Tortoises. Or tortoise No, definitely tortoise. Tortoise. Sounds like pasta. So, all right, so it's minimal then. What about like looking after them in the vet and that? Do you have to take them to the vet? Well, I mean, no. But mate, if they can live for over a hundred years on some African dandelions, on a dandelion, I'm pretty sure the level of maintenance that they require overall is so abundantly low. Yeah. If I took it to the vet, the vet would go, "What the fuck are you doing? All I can get to is its head and its legs." <laughs> I'm so tempted to get one. I reckon my kids would like it. But I'm just worried the foxes would kill it. So we did, unfortunately, because ours come in the conservatory at night time and then they just go in their little home and they go to sleep. And then three months of the year, they sleep anyway. Okay. Well, it was nearly four months by the time they woke up, actually. Lazy so when it gets bastards. cold, yeah, when it's cold, they just sleep. Okay. And so they are like the easiest animals ever. And they are pretty cute as well. But um, we, we did, unfortunately, leave them out. We'd completely forgotten about them. Woke up the next morning and Steve opened the curtains in Elliot's room. He went, fucking hell. And he came running downstairs in his boxer shorts. He was like, Flash is in the middle of the garden on his back. <laughs> and obviously a fox had got at him. And was like, with his paws. Yeah. Like playing tortoise football. And Steve was like, poor fucker, he's covered in piss. So the tortoise then pissed on it. And the and Flash was just like completely a shell, like, oh my God, what just happened on Okay, so maybe not then. Maybe I could put a little house outside for them. Yeah, I know friends who've got them and they just have a tiny little tortoise house and they just go in their tortoise house at the end of the day and then they get up in the morning. Mate, you sold it to me. I, I Listen, they, If how, you ever want to just said that we're impulsive, <laughs> I'm not going to go buy a fucking tortoise. Just make sure that they're over the age of like five because then they don't need the sunlight thing. Oh, sure. Okay. They don't need a, a heat lamp. I wonder what my cat would do with it. I wonder how he'd feel about it. I can't, like, they don't move fast, so I can't imagine that you give a shit. They don't move fast, but when they get in the sun and the sun heats them up, they do move quite quickly. They are honestly, like, I don't really know what to describe it as, like a solar panel. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they really kick into gear when they have enough sun on them and they're, like, they're waddling around the garden giving it stacks. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Yeah. I'm very tempted. I might go away and research that now. Fucking do it. Let's give me a focus. (laughs) Yeah. I love a tortoise. Um, have you got a headline this week? I got a headline this cool week. She yes. Who cool does she, she think I am? Right, okay. Vic? Yes? Are you ready? Yes. This week's headline is, Find the bastard who shat down my chimney. <laughs> Homeowners flew poo horror. Householder Mike Williams is furious after a foul-bowled hooligan unloaded a big steaming shit down his freshly swept chimney. Carpet fitter Mike had been looking forward to making up his first real fire of the year as temperatures took a turn down south in his home of Aberdeen. Down south? Fucking Aberdeen? That's Scotland. That's more northern than anywhere. (laughs) 
Um, but these plans went down the drain after the uh, after a young oik unleashed a plop down his flue, which landed a nasty splat <laughs> in the grate. Uh, I love how the, the description of what they. I know I always mention it every week, but listen to this unwed Mike. You know, yeah, like, I know. It's it, like, why is it relevant? Why is it relevant that he's unwed? Is it because he's in? In discussing the fact that he's a homeowner with a shit down the toilet, he's hoping <laughs> some young lady will take him up on the offer of I don't know. To such unnecessary details. Maybe they're yeah. trying to make it more interesting. Maybe because people really like people really relate to personal stories. I think about you know, and it makes it more personal because then <laughs> you know him, you know this unwed carpet fitter, Mike. I know, but I feel like that's taken the piss a bit. Mike, thirty-four, thirty-four. There we go. Raged. I was getting home from work when a neighbour ran up and said they'd seen a wee Ned. I'm guessing that means small That's boy. That's a kid, yeah. Shatting down the chimney. He'd even taken a wee photo on his phone. There is a photo of the lad, and he is he is full on shitting down the chimney breast. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, I've got like, how the fuck did he get onto the roof? Well, because he, I mean, it's a proper fucking roof, mate. Yeah, you know, it's not like, like my, it's a, the chimney here is really high up. Yeah. A loo with a view, the mysterious dumper lays cable, <laughs> cable down Mike's stack. Um, so, yeah, uh, I just, that, that it goes on to just basically say the wee bastard shat that landed on the grate and it went all over the place. Well, yeah, because if it's dropping, like how high up would a chimney best be? Like, I don't know, 60 feet? Hills? Yeah. I've got no idea. That's like somebody jumping from the Empire. Willow, Willow, bed, Willow, bed, Willow, bed. Bloody Willow, interrupting the party, as always. I know, selfish bitch. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I personally feel, like, impressed. I'm impressed. I mean, there must be a backstory. What was the motivation? There's no way that guy's just randomly gone, I'm going to shit down his, his chimney, like. No, it's just lols. I think someone's got beef with Mike. And maybe they knew that he'd had his flu swept because if it was freshly yeah. swept, they would have been like, good, he's prepping he's prepping the way for my turd. Yeah. And he did it in broad daylight as well. So that, to me, <gasps> is like. Brazen. You know, like around this area, we have issues with people that graffiti. Yeah. <laughs> If someone were to get up on my roof and shit down the chimney, I could, I don't, I think I'd struggle to be angry. <laughs> I think I'd be like fair play. That's I'm the not even mad. Prank. Oh, I'm just impressed. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's this week's uh, headline. Oh, yeah, I'm not. It's not something that I'm going to attempt to do. I am actually looking to get my uh, chimney flue sorted. Be careful. Be careful of the road pooers. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chim poo. Love it. Uh, should we have a little story? Yeah, you know what? I have noticed, Vic, is we've had a lot of agony aunts recently. Have yeah, you we have, haven't we? We've had loads. We've had a lot of agony aunts. Of agony aunts. A lot of bitches in need. Yeah. All bitches in need. And we like to give them what they need. Oh, mate, I, I've got a voice note. Oh, yes, let's have a voice note, please. Are we ready? I don't know. Again, Vic, we just need to make it abundantly clear. This yeah. either makes it to the podcast because it's absolutely okay, or it won't make it to the podcast because it's fucking filth. And I mean, it's and it's got to be pretty fucking filthy for us to cut it, hasn't it? Oh my god, guys, I'm really nervous. Um, so we have friends every day for a barbecue, so I've had a couple of wines. Oh, here we go. And Loosen I've up. Wanted to voice note this story. So me and my partner Steve, we're together since we're 16. We're now 38. We've got three beautiful girls. Anyway. <clears throat> When we were about 19, we went away on holidays to Crete. Great holiday. You know, back then, you didn't have camera phones. It was just like a... Yeah. Oh I'm too drunk to do this story. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a camera. So when we were on holidays, I got heat struck really bad. And I got these beautiful hair extensions put in, just like glue to your head hair extensions. And I looked like a little mermaid, right? So delighted with myself. Here comes my child. Go tell daddy. Daddy will get it for you. Anyway. This is brilliant. So, yeah. So we went on the holidays. It was a great holiday. Um, get home. And you know, you get home from your holidays and you pass like the photo, like the package, the photo package to everybody. Oh, look at our holiday, blah, blah. So Stephen's parents 
they're both dead now. Really sad. But anyway, I was really close to his mom, and every Friday I used to go down there for drinks with them. And I remember bringing up the photos, right? And Stephen's mom was a real quiet woman, and she'd have a few drinks. And every time I brought up the holiday photos, for years she'd be like, "Oh yeah, the holiday photos." <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be like, what are you talking about? And she would never tell me. So, yeah, she'd be like, you know, you know. And I never had a clue what she was talking about. And I'd always say to Stephen, what's she, why is she? And he goes, she's pissed, child. She's just wrong. Don't worry about it. When Stephen was about 22, she had a massive brain aneurysm and she died. And it was so heartbreaking. And I forgot all about the holiday photos. And then a few years later, Stephen's dad died. It was really sad. But eventually, I he'd been home. He'd cleaned out his parents' house. And he'd brought back stuff. Because we live in Australia. We live in Sydney. He brought, like, a package home from the house belonging to us. And I was looking through it and I found the photos. And I was like, oh, look at the photos, Stephen. Look, we were really young and all. So I'm, like, looking at all the photos. I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. Well, oh, fuck me. Oh, my God. So I'm like, just look, and next thing I spot this photo, and it's me sitting on a bed. Looks really innocent. I've got my long, luscious locks, my mermaid hair. My fucking tits are out in the photo. Like, full on out. Like, and I've never had good boobs. They were like spaniels' ears hanging down. Like, I was 19 at the time. Like, little spaniels' ears hanging down and the fucking hair extensions were just above it like just like lying on the, the top of my boob so for years I looked at them photos for years and years and years passed them out to family members <laughs> and never noticed it and always wondered what Stephen's mom was talking about and it took that amount of years like I mean that's fucking years and years before I cocked it oh my god I've never been so embarrassed but when Vic was talking about her photo thing the other day, it just reminded me. And it was like, oh my God, I have to tell the girls this. But I'd be too nervous to send voice notes. But anyway, I'm doing it now because I've had three glasses of red wine. But anyway, love you girls. <laughs> oh God. Amazing. Oh. I love the fact that she's drank too much. Oh no, it's brilliant. Yeah, regret that when it's broadcast to 1.5 million women. She's, and she's then sent another message saying, I hope that's not too long. I talk, um, I talk about some shite sometimes when I've had a few but I really wanted to tell you this story not just for you ladettes but also but to keep Steve I'm uh, guessing it means Steve's but Steve's mum's memory alive thanks for reminding me of her with Vic's story oh what a lovely way to remember your mother in law uploading a nude would have uh, reminded someone of her her mother passed, passed on yeah <laughs> Fucking hell <laughs> Hey Vic Hey Laura You know how much we love to talk about sex Oh I do indeed Well let me tell you about Cheeks It's a subscription based sexual wellness platform That offers authentic adult films And tutorials Erotic audio stories Expert led live workshops On sexual wellness and a taboo-breaking magazine. Laura, my bean is tingling in anticipation. That sounds like something all us horny girls need to achieve a better sexual life. Am I right? Absolutely. And you know what, Vic? One of my favourite features is the real and authentic sex depicted. None of that, I've come to fix your boiler. Absolutely not. It's a female-friendly porn site that, unlike mainstream porn, doesn't give you the ick. And with our code, no holes, you can access Cheeks for free for 14 days when you select the annual subscription option. Go to getcheeks.com. That's G-E-T-C-H-E-E-X.com. Or click on the link in the episode description and use the code NOHOLES to access the promo. Happy bean flicking! I mean, the only thing that's come close close to that for me was when we had gone to the Maldives and I was at work and people were like, oh, show us your pictures, show us your pictures, show us your pictures. And then I thought I'd gone through them all. And I think it was a picture. I can't remember what it was a picture of. And someone was like, oh, is this not all right? And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
Oh yeah, but a picture of your tits. That's a delight. No, I don't think it was me. I think it was Steve. Oh really? <laughs> and hilariously, so we've been because obviously all of the work's going on in the house at the moment. So we're having our bedroom redone for people that yeah. don't know or don't give a fuck. And Steve's been up in the loft and he went up in the loft the other day and he's like, oh Laura. I have found some photos of you. Oh, really? And I went, oh, fuck, what kind of photos? He was like, they're Polaroids. I was oh. Like, oh, God, they need to be burned. No. I was probably about 17. <laughs> oh, trust me, mate, they'll be everything. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, won't be, they won't be delicate in any way, shape or but form. You know what? A Polaroid is always a VV flattering. For some reason, there's something about the light on a Polaroid. It's not even about the fact that they're flattering. It's about the fact that if we forget about labia. that box, <laughs> there'll be full labia. Yeah, I was a filthy bitch. <laughs> what I was, I still am a filthy bitch. So, yeah, I wouldn't have had any issues with getting my whole gash out. No. And, you know, I just think when when we die and my kids are then going through my loft yeah. and they then come across those pictures, there's not enough therapy to recover from that. It's kind of like, what do you do with those pictures before you die? Do you just burn them? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I found yeah, a whole album so. on our OneDrive. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's Steve's old phone right. photos and it says Lolly in her undies. <laughs> And it is literally just a shitload of pictures of me basically posing like a slut. Because it is nice, though, to have like that record of, um, you know, how fit you probably looked as well, being all nice and young and toying and toying and yeah. her titties and all the rest of it. And like I had a really massive obsession about making sure that my stomach was almost like a six pack in the lead up to our wedding. So really? I did loads and loads and loads of working out but I had this obsession with taking pictures so that I could see the progress of basically my stomach going from flat to then toned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, at the time I thought, oh my God, I've got such a massive stomach. And I look back now, I think, fucking hell, Laura, you absolute dickhead. I know, it was so demented. I think you're just so demented when you're younger and you're like, you have no concept of, or, you know, being able to be objective about your body at all. You're just so caught up in that whole like body hate. fucking media. Oh God! Not the bloody media yeah. again. <laughs> the fucking media ruins everything, <laughs> especially women's lives. Yeah, it does. <laughs> fucking cunts, all run by dickhead men. There we go. I've said it. Oh, there you go. I've said it. We can move on now. I need to say it at least once every podcast. <laughs> you know, I thought about it. Annoyingly, I had a, a load of photos like that on my. <laughs> My mum's old computer. Oh, annoyingly. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. She just got rid of the computer. So I lost loads of photos from a specific time in my life. And there was a, a lot gash. Of, there was a lot of tick going on. I don't I was never really gash heavy on the old nudie photos. No. I remember sending a guy my a photo of my gash and he never got back to me again. Oh God, that's not good. I know that was that was that was quite ghosted because of Gooch. <laughs> Gooch and ghosted, yeah. I'm Gooch and ghosted. <laughs> I just don't know that I knew flattering poses of my gooch at that at that point in my life. I don't think there is one, is there? No, no, well, not, not for me. Not not for my physicality. Well, no, I I I, I learned the hard way, Vic. Certainly not for me either. <laughs> Got the Polaroids as proof. <laughs> um, yeah. When I first got together with Rob. This is this is why it's dangerous going out on me because, like I told you before, with the old engagement ring, I am essentially a private investigator. Yeah, um, you cannot hide anything from me, and I yeah. actually don't think that he was deliberately hiding it. I don't think he even realised it was on there. But on his computer, he used to work nights when I met him, so lots of lots of the time he'd be at work doing a night shift, and I'd just be at home on my own after he moved in with me. And um, I was doing something on his computer one night, and I was like, ah. I might just do a little bit of investigator journalism right now. And I just went deep into the files because I'm like, yeah, you can't fucking trick me, mate. Oh, I know how it works. Call a file, something completely innocuous that you wouldn't think had and any relationship. Yeah. I might to just spat everywhere then. Sex. <laughs> and yes, I found it. I found the evidence I was looking for. There were so many photos for? of Minge on there. Your minge? No, not my minge. Anyone's minge. Minge minge that he had photographed? Ex-girlfriend minge. Minge that he'd been sent via WhatsApp, I assume, or something. Just a lot of minge. was around back then? Yeah. No, it was, yeah, because I only met him 10 years ago, didn't I? So it was a thing. Photos were a thing. Um, But it is an unusual feeling witnessing your partner's 
penis. Previous men. Penetrating a shaven Eva. <laughs> oh no, so there was penetration pictures too. Yeah, I was like, that's when you were like, I know that penis. Bitch. I recognise those balls. So, what, what did you do? Did you say, "Oh, hi, Rob"? What's this? Yeah, of or, course. I mean, you know me. Yeah. I, I, uh, I would have done the same. I internalised it for about two days. Um, oh wow, that's actually quite good. I would have managed probably got about the absolute a half rage. hour. Yeah, I was just like, "How dare you? How oh, dare you? Dare Ever have touched a vagina before mine? Oh yeah, I'm just." <laughs> Fucking lunatic No you're not You're doing exactly What any other woman would do Like we always say That women are psycho But they're not Because it's just It's just It's just the way That we we work Like we can't (laughs) When we fall in love With someone It's like don't ever Acknowledge the fact That anybody You slept with anybody else I know slept with anybody else They've never been As good as me The thing is You know with this condition As well Old uh, Aphantasia Rob Yeah You know that sounds Like a Disney movie I know it does Aphantasia um, Where you forget Everything and have no emotions. emotions yeah effectively like a psychopath <laughs> um i just said i was like so um i found some pictures on your computer and he was like oh yeah of um your ex-girlfriend's family and he was like oh my god are they on there I went yeah well, where don't else you they play be? that card with me and i was like oh i didn't realize bloody hell what's this thing yeah fucking full ah. frontal mate Absolute disgrace And he deleted them all anyway I was like you don't have to So you don't have to delete them Uh, (laughs) If you you don't you're dead (laughs) (laughs) If you don't the engagement's off I know you're going to propose me to to me In about three weeks anyway So, But that will be off I can't say that yet But when you do Because I know it's happening And I've seen the ring Then (laughs) I will dump you (laughs) Um, So she was a full blown beaver 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 shaver Beaver shaver No pews I was trying to think of the word Yeah And no No Boobs? No boot. No no. What did I say? No pubes. <laughs> like, what did I say? No pubes. What did I say? <laughs> right. Well, unfortunately, she had a very fit body, which did you know ignite a new bout of anxiety, anxiety. and consciousness. Am I good enough? Yeah, but um, that's all. No, she had no personality, so it's fine. You know. There we go. She also had aphantasia. Saggy tits, big belly, loads of personality. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't got a big belly <laughs> No I know uh, No I know It's just a bit squishy It's fine Everyone's is after they have a baby darling It's fine It's absolutely fine You've only just had a baby I've only just had what, a baby three years ago? <laughs> Six years ago <laughs> Still living out that one My, not, yeah. my body's not recovered <laughs> um, Should we have a story? Yeah or should we go agony? Oh yeah let's go agony on Sorry for the noise. Uh, in the uh, if anyone can hear noise, it's we've got plasters in. But it's not me. It's Vic. Oh, 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 Vic! This is a good one for you. <coughs> oh yeah, this is a bit of a tidy up actually, but also a massive well done to you. I just wanted to send a message to thank Victoria. She mentioned her diagnosis of lichen slolosis. Oh yeah, that one. Slolosis. Oh, Casper the cunt, girls. Casper the cunt. On the podcast, I today have been diagnosed with the same condition on the hood of my clit. Luckily, it's only on the one side, so I can still use a vibrator on the other. Thank fuck for that. What? You're but- not supposed to use a vibrator if you've got it. Uh-oh. Right. <laughs> maybe maybe it ignites the itch more. Yeah, it might do. Yeah, probably. But there is. It. There is no chance I can have one of your super clit stim devices, sadly. Oh, oh, maybe it might aggravate it. Yeah, it must do. I didn't know that. I mean, mine's more at the um, entrance of said vag. So you know what? It's actually um, a little investigation, as always. Always, always on the clock. I am. Um, I had a look, and uh, the whiteness had um, died down a little bit, actually. It wasn't. It wasn't as Caspery. It was more less Caspery. It was more like a translucent. Peach. <laughs> wow, that sounds your front bum. Still fucking itchy, Jesus Christ. Is it? Yeah. It's just sometimes it's just like, mate. what's going on? It's so itchy. And I just have to have a good old uh, rubber yeah, old buzz of it. Yeah. But then you fingers? know it's like when you have um I'm trying to think of if there's something I can compare it to that is not vaginal. But you know, like when it's like having a a wobbly tooth or something you, It's like mm-hmm. it kind of is It gets more uncomfortable But you really just want to do it You want to just yeah. keep through it So like uh, it's relief But it's not really It makes it worse yeah. And also like going around Tesco And having a little wobble of your tooth Is nowhere near as obnoxiously awkward As you itching no. fanny in Tesco But I did do that Especially when I'd spent £300 And forgot my credit card <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
like better if she was like just take the food it's just please it. just get out of it i'll lose my job but i don't I, your I lichen can't. vagina is really upsetting me literally making me feel sick. do you know it's really funny um just because of that word uh so i have i've been trying i'm trying to choose a color for my kitchen right mm-hmm. and <laughs> what <laughs> How have we gone from that to this? <laughs> because I have, I'm not even, I've got a problem. I have, I can't tell you how many samples I've bought, Laura. It's actually obscene. I have spent, I'm going to say, about £85 on <gasps> samples. Because. Victoria! <laughs> it's out of control. But I can't, like, it, I have to get this colour right. Because it's going to be like that for a long time. It's not like just painting a room. I'm not painting the kitchen. I'm paying someone to come and paint the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So it's costing money to do that. And I've got to get it right. And then it's not only the kitchen, but then it's the walls, everything. And you know how much of an interior slag I know I am. you are. You are. Yeah. Take these things very seriously. Yeah. So I've bought so many, but one of the pharaoh and ball colours is called lichen, which <gasps> I'm just like, well, that's just, just my, that's my your vagina. <laughs> yeah. Your vagina pharaoh and ball paint. Yeah. Have a top of that, please. Mate, they do sound like just the most ridiculous fucking colours. It's like, who is making these up? They're insane. And stop charging five pounds for a tester pot. That's disgusting. Daylight robbery, mate. Absolute daylight robbery. It's paint, for God's sake. Well, back, back to the point. Bravo to you. Yes. Because without your acknowledgement of a health condition, someone might not have got themselves checked out. I'm glad you got yourself checked out. It was absolutely the right thing to do. And actually, it's yeah. reassuring to know that because then you're like, okay, at least I haven't got minge cancer and it's all going to drop off. Like, it's it's okay. Yeah. And also, it reconfirms the fact that it's good for us girls to talk. I know, it is. Nothing, nothing should be embarrassing. Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. <laughs> so I have to say to my kids 4,000 times a day. Funny enough, they don't listen to me, but um, that's another story. No, mine don't either. No, teamwork is dream work. <laughs> or um, try your best and forget the rest. That's the other I one like this that one. we use a lot. Um, don't be a cunt. That's my favourite. <laughs> not not even a rhyme. It's not even a it's, rhyme. It's not don't even a rhyme. It's how I feel <laughs> on a daily basis. <laughs> um, have you got an agony aunt? Uh, yes, I have got an agony aunt. Hi, ladies. My boyfriend and I have been together nearly a year. We're in our late 20s and we live together. We've been open about our mental health issues from the beginning. However, lately we've started to have some issues. Our sex life was always phenomenal, but for the last few weeks, it's taken an absolute nosedive. He has said it's because of his depression and lack of sex drive, which I understand. He's on medication for this, but until now, this hasn't had much of an impact on us being close or intimate. However, his zero lack of communication about what is going on, my major insecurities and own problems with anxiety is making this super tough. <clears throat> I'm in this constant spiral of thinking that he's not attracted to me anymore and that only a year in the spark has died. Am I being a completely selfish twat? Whilst I know this probably isn't about me, I'm starting to feel really rejected, unattractive and down. I've asked that we talk it through, but he's not. But that's not getting us anywhere. Any advice would be hugely appreciated. Much love. Yes, sir. That's really, really shit. Yeah. Because as much as it's a him issue, regardless of what it is, that him issue is having a massive impact on her. Yeah. Quite rightly, it would have a massive impact on me as well. Anybody for that matter. Only a year into a relationship and the sex kind of taking a nosedive, that's always going to make you feel crap in it. Yeah. I'd I'd definitely be insecure. I I get like that as well, though, because, I mean, obviously it's a different scenario that I'm in. I've had two kids and... Permanently fucking exhausted. The love is dead. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my sex life is compared to what it was when we first met. Yeah. It's fucking, uh, you can't even compare it. You can't compare no. it. I can't actually remember the last time we had sex. Like it's like, it's so, it happens so infrequently. Yes. But you know, the um, if you're on antidepressants, they can affect your sex drive, can't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. They can either go one way or the other, but it predominantly is that it will reduce your libido. Have you found that? Uh, thing is, mate, like you said, you know, I have better sex now than I've ever had, but it's not as frequent. Yeah, I'd say the same. I'm fucking tired. No. But I have the best sex I've ever had in my life because I have it when I want it. I don't feel a pressure to live up to anything. I don't worry about how I look. Mm-hmm. I don't turn the lights out like I would have done before. So I'm in a very different space to my, you know, if I was in a relationship one year in, yeah, 
that would be very different. And I think it's really hard when you have someone that doesn't communicate and men are, you know, historically amazing at lack of communication. I know. But that makes it really difficult because how do you, how do you begin to try and get beneath what the fuck is going on if he's not communicating? And then how do you get around that? Yeah, because you can't force someone to talk to you about it. That's the difficulty of that. It's like, you know, you can't be like, tell me what you're feeling. It doesn't no, because that's work not going to help. Way. No. And I mean, you can, you can obviously be as open and honest your end. Yeah. And tell them how you're feeling. But, you know, someone just shuts that down and it's like talking to a fucking brick wall, isn't it? Yeah. And then, you know, I think obviously she said about the fact that it's flared up her insecurities, her anxiety and that sort of stuff. So I think the only thing that she can do there is to actually take some space and time for herself to be like, okay, I love this man and I, I want to be in this relationship, but what do, what do I also want? What do I need? Yeah. And, you know, address those anxieties and, and work through them and, and kind of build on why she shouldn't be made to feel that way and why she deserves to have a better view on herself and, and not be so, you know, internally damaged by external thoughts, which is fucking difficult. We all go through it. Yeah. And and I do think that, and we've talked about this before, I think there is a massive illusion about how much sex people are having, you know, which puts such a pressure on you or you put such pressure on yourself because you're like, oh, fucking hell, we've been together for a year. Everyone else is boning left, right and centre, which isn't necessarily true. And actually, because there's a lot of men that lie to their partners about how much sex their friends have. Yeah. I know that happens because I've, I've heard of it firsthand. So that's, that's not helpful. So then she could be sat there thinking fucking hell we're in our late twenties, you know, we should be having loads of sex, but says who? Yeah. But also at the same time, it's not helping her. She wants to have that intimacy. Would, Would she have intimacy with herself? But then yeah. it's like, like we've said before, it's never the same as, as physical contact. Everybody loves a wank, but it's, it's nice to have both. I know. Cause it's more the emotional connection, isn't it? That you need yeah. with your partner. Um, I mean, I, I can, I do, I do appreciate that though. That whole thing of like, if he doesn't want to have sex with you, then you instantly think, yeah, oh God, then he's not rejected. attracted to me. And I think that's so much to do with that narrative that we've been fed about women our validation comes from, like you said, sort the of external of men desiring us because yeah. we've been taught that that's kind of our key purpose in life is just for men to want to fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think she can't change him and she can't change what he's doing, but she can make a decision to kind of like look more inwardly at okay well how can I change not necessarily that she needs to but how can I change to make myself feel more loved or more you know accepted because it's actually really important for her to love herself yeah and if he can't go along with that process is this the right relationship I don't know is that the right thing to say no but I think she has to say to him that like this is a really huge issue for me because it makes me feel this way and if you aren't willing to address it together then that would that would be something that would potentially make me question whether this is the right relationship for both of us not just for her but for him too yeah. Um, if they're not on the same page. And I also think that's like, that's a completely reasonable thing to say. You know, you can love someone, which you've spoken about at length, like previous relationships where you've been like, I love them so much, but I'm having to walk away because something's happened or things have happened. And actually this, I know this isn't what the relationship I want yeah. or I deserve. Yeah. It's not that he's done anything wrong, but it's okay to accept the fact that the way that things are working right now is not making you happy. Yeah. It doesn't make you a bad person because he doesn't have sex with you. And it, But it's not just about the fact that he doesn't have sex with you. It's the bigger picture. It's about how it's the knock-on effect of how that's making you feel internally. The fact <clears> that he doesn't want to communicate and you're trying you're trying at something that he's not prepared to, to work at. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. It's because it. he's he's also obviously a person that's struggling and oh, no. you, know, you don't, you don't like, want to dismiss that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but equally, I think she has to, you know, look after herself too. Yeah. 
We're not very good at that. Actually, I think women though, we just put everyone else's needs first all the fucking time. So like, we've been talked to. That's we don't know any different. That's I just know. basically it's like almost inbuilt in us from the moment we're born that it's like we have to people please. We have to um, you know, care for everybody else. And as much as you can say that that's like the genetic part of being a, a girl because of the fact that we are, you know, childbearing and so on and so forth, I don't really agree. I don't actually think that that is correct. I think it is a lot of it does come down to um, the environment that mm. we're brought up in yeah. and the way that we see women, you know, our mums, aunties, sisters, grandparents, whoever the fuck it is how we see them responding and then out the outside aspect of our society, our community, our, the media that we're absorbing. Like it's just, it's there. It's just in, in our fucking eyeballs. And it's really difficult to explain that to somebody who doesn't see it that way yeah. because they're like, you're a fucking lunatic. It's not like that at all, but yeah. it actually is. Yeah. It's just so deeply entwined into our, our lives that we don't see how, um, gently it's kind of pumped through I know but how fucking dangerous it is as well Like yeah. it's there all the time Even sex though you know Because sex is used to sell shit You know and It's yeah. like then we just We just believe that everyone's having these Really fucking steamy sexy amazing With no, with no need like, for any sex nah. toys Because a penis will create an orgasm Yeah Same as like sex, the sex scenes I hate sex scenes in films I, I can't yeah. even there's hardly any films that I think that I've ever watched that I've gone, oh, that was really realistic. It's always just going straight in for penetration as well. Like, that's the ultimate thing. There's no foreplay. Like, I, oh, my thought, my first thought whenever I say it, it's like, fucking hell, that must chafe. Her funny must be dry. Dry as a bone. As anything. Because it's like, uh, uh, had a kiss, mount the penis. Like, yeah. no, I need at least 45 minutes precursor. The most realistic sex scene I've potentially ever seen of someone having a quick shag is Brittany Murphy in the Eminem movie where she licks her hand, shoves it around his penis and then gets the dick right in. It's like, yeah, that's... That's it. You, like that's I saw exact... that teenage girl go do to exactly, that boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was just living out <laughs> just Brittany like Murphy. Brittany <laughs> um, but just <sighs> a, a new, you're the one um, that's told me about um, Dr. Karen Journey, I think it is. Sex Gurney? doctor. Gurney, the sex doctor. Yeah. I'd hi- I think we both highly recommend following her. Yeah. She's Obviously, brilliant. Mind the Gap is an amazing book, but also a lot of the stuff that she puts out on her Instagram is really helpful. And I saw something the other day about how cis hetero women have such a low um, uh, chance of, of satisfying sex yeah. that it's almost like, what's the fucking point? Yes. What's the point? No wonder so many women don't enjoy sex or they're like, Oh, I can't be bothered with it because it's never in their favor to be the one that climaxes. Yeah. And I definitely have related to that in my twenties and my thirties. I think I've kind of taken the control of what I want, especially in the last couple of years. It's knowing you actually, Vic, you've definitely helped me along my self loving journey. Yeah. Good. You really have. But enabling wankers everywhere. You've you've enabled the wanker in me for sure. Um, But just being allowed to admit and 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 kind of explore and have very very open conversations with Steve about what I want. Yeah. And it's you know, I say unlucky. It frustrates the shit out of me because it's not about luck. No, it should just be every woman. But Steve is. There's no questions asked about what I want in the bedroom. It's not like, well, I don't want that. It's like, well, this is an experience about both of us. Yeah. So back to her, I, you know, I think she needs to work on her work on what she wants. Okay. What is my, what, where am, where am I at in this relationship? Is it actually bringing me everything that I want? Yeah. And if it's not, that's also okay. Yeah. As painful as that might be to admit. I think that's good advice. You're, you're entitled to love yourself and surround yourself with people who love you it's and people who want to fuck you <laughs> and people that want to fuck your brains out yeah and make you orgasm um so that's it then laura for another week <laughs> it's flown by absolutely it has flown by i've really enjoyed it um if you want to send us a brilliant voice note um or a story or an agony aunt or anything else any other business any other business you can email us at noholesbardpodcast at gmail.com and what else can i do laura 
but you can go to our DMs, voice note, or even write into us. And our Instagram page is No Holes Barred Podcast. Or you can go to www.noholesbarredpodcast.com and buy yourself a vibrator to, you know, just self-love. Self-love yourself. Self-love yourself. That leaves nothing else to say, but Mm-mm. see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday.
Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.